0: What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. The cross. <laughs> DC cross, or that's what they call this Oh, show. the cross. I thought you said lacrosse. Lacrosse. That's La- what we're talking La-cross. about on this, this episode. Remember when we started broadcasting and I said, hey, you know, me and Ben can do lacrosse. Yeah. And, and you actually had to learn lacrosse? I had to learn about the X. Yeah. That's a p- player that goes behind the goal. Um, I learned about, you got kind of a point guard in a way, the guy who plays the point, the, the top yeah, of the key. There you go. We, um, we, we definitely call him the point guard. And then besides that, it's basically like hockey. I mean, there's yeah. checks and there's... Hockey you know, on grass. High stick, hit to the head, hockey on grass. Yeah, no, I... Uh, we're not I, talking about the Marijuana. I grass. got to do some uh, <laughs> some soccer. Soccer. In the uh, the 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 game that I did, there were... I set the line of yellow cards. After the first couple of yellow cards, I was I turned to the other guys. I said, the line is set at six. Wow. Do you want to go over or under that? And pretty much everybody took the over, and everybody was correct. Wow. Two ejections. Two, uh, yeah, two ejections, and I think... Maybe eight cards in total it was a it was wow. a wild game, man, yeah, I Some think the, feisty soccer players I think the highest card total that I've ever had was around that same thing. yeah, but the problem is is that when they call fouls every single two seconds when you're calling a game because sure the extra time just adds up, and those refs i mean i don't know what what it is like they want their. 15 minutes of fame Or whatever it is To high school sports Yeah But it's like When you're sitting there And you know They're calling a foul For somebody who like You know They slap somebody on the ass Like good game You know it's Sure like, That's like, how right. I do my fouls <laughs> But I'll give the ref credit He was giving out cards For good reason We're talking about guys Like throwing the ball At the other guy's face Like on the sideline Waiting to figure out Who's going to get the throw And that sort of thing yeah. um, So I actually I give the ref credit It was wild I think it was towards the end There guys were like Almost to blows That's why they had to Kick him out Wow um, yeah A little Soccer action had uh, at the at the uh, concession stand, which is the only thing we care about. They had some Zaxby's chicken sandwiches, really, including the Zaxby's sauce. Huh. Um, well, you know, there's a Zaxby's coming uh, to really near uh, near your neck of the woods. Really, it's going to be near Aldi. Uh, So and that's kind of on the same. It's on fifty, and you're you know moving to fifty. I am. I stalked where you're going to be living. I'm glad. Um, Zaxby's in uh, Chantilly. Yeah. So it's going to be. It's going to be. I I don't know if it's considered Chantilly or it's considered Aldi or whatever it is. Uh, but it's going to be Ooh. over there. From what I'm hearing, I heard they're breaking ground. Wow. I heard they laid. Uh, I'll be uh, the breaking some down. ground too in these pants as <laughs> soon as I get to go in. Oh, I've never had zaxby's before though. That's never had it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I. It's more of a southern thing. From it what I'm is. Hearing. It is. It is. Uh, uh, this, this might have been maybe my second experience with Zaxby's in Because I did get one. I did get the chicken sandwich at the games. Gotcha. Um, and then here, while I was waiting for you, I went to, headed to Delhi Italiano Italiano yeah. um, did in you, did uh, Leesburg. You, so, did you eat the crust? Oh, yeah. Of course. I always eat the crust. So oh, you always? Even, yeah, I'm a crust guy. Even, oh, really? I didn't know that. I'm a crust guy. I enjoyed it. I got a slice of cheese, a slice of pep, and a soda. the uh, The advertisement... On the Instagram said that would be six ninety nine. It was seven seventy seven. So maybe that's taxes. I guess got a lot it. Of tax tax. Yeah, that's a high tax on, on ZA. Um, so got a slice of each. Ate it by myself. Pretty good. And then uh, uh, right before I was going to leave, I was like, you know what? I'm still hungry, and I got to get Mike some fries. So I got another I wanted slice. something that was. I wanted something that wasn't like you know. Yeah a pizza cuz obviously I'm trying to cut yeah, a little Yeah, exactly. Bit. But the fries, the fries are pretty good. They are pretty on point. Yeah, I got another slice before I left and then I got um and then I got your fries as well. So they were like, "Do you want those both to go?" I said, "No, no." No, no. The slice can be for here, fries will be to go. Uh, I'll sit here and have another slice as uh, so. And how and that was 3 bucks, right, for the for the fries? Something like that. I don't remember, All right, but I I'll have you, you right now. Oh, uh, sure. I've been really waiting on that cuz man, I need that $3. Hey. Um, Story about something three something like three dollars um i almost burped there uh yeah get him out of the way teddy go that down go away go man oh yeah, then um, he just comes around back to you yeah of course and uh so funny thing about you know minuscule dollar amounts sure Uh, a buddy of mine back in the day um he made a lot of money uh, right off the get-go. That's but, always good. Uh you know, he started making that money around 19, so making that about, cheddar. It was about a year uh year early, I should say, okay. where he wasn't making a lot of money and he had an RX8, a Mazda RX8, and those things literally guzzled gas. <laughs> and he lived out there in Gainesville at the time or whatever. And the funny thing was is that he told me, he said, "Hey, uh I'm I'm going to run to the gas station real quick." Um and we said, "Okay." and uh and he he was driving me back home from yeah. where we were and i said all right that's fine we can go to the gas station so he goes there and it must have been the fastest uh, trip to the gas I've ever seen in my life. Really? Because he went in there and gave him a five dollar bill <laughs> and said, "Can you put five bucks of gas in my car?" There you go. And I don't know why he did it like that. Because I told you before, yeah. it was last week or two, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That I went into uh, the Seven Eleven gas station. You did. You gave the two dollars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I gave. You know, I I, well, I bought something in there, and yeah. I said, "Hey, just throw two dollars on number one or whatever." And yeah. the guy was so confused that yeah. Yeah. I, I won't get into that. Right now, it might be for a little bit later. Sure, but uh, I, I did that because I wasn't—I I didn't need a full tank of gas right there. But my buddy. He couldn't afford it, so he was just giving like like literally the minuscule amount, like five bucks, because that's what he could afford at the time. Because we were like seventeen years old, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, "Can we give it five bucks of gas? So I can get back to Gainesville." Like it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, but you know, I put two bucks. A do- I was about I put to say, I mean, gas in there. Uh, From your story, you did two dollars. Well, the only reason I did that, though, uh-huh. for the backstory, you is had that the money. I, I had the money. I was gonna go to sh- to the sheets, which was like seventeen cents cheaper. <laughs> it's cheaper uh, the following day, so I just needed. I just needed, like you know, a half. Half a gallon of gas or whatever, you know, $2 would get. given Should have used given that $2 me. towards a Slurpee. Oh, I already got something after that. Okay, good, <laughs> good. I, I forgot what I got there. Maybe it was a taquito or something. I slurpee season, man. Summertime is Slurpee, slurpee season. Hey, Nothing I, wrong with a good I Slurpee. I saw a guy go into the McDonald's the other day yeah? with, like, the 70-ounce Big Gulp or whatever it was. Oh, no. And... I don't understand. Like I've seen people do that, like that a couple times. How is that legal? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I mean, especially if you don't buy anything else there. Did he literally just go yeah. in, fill up? He just filled it up. Now, was it like a busy time at the McDonald's? Like, was oh, it pretty yeah. crowded? Okay. Well, then that's the time you got to do that because no, yeah. none of the employees are going to notice you do that. But you noticed him. Yeah. Oh, I noticed it because he just... Brought and it was filled with ice, and he did it like later. He didn't do it like right then. Yeah, he did it like ten minutes into their uh, into really? the experience at McDonald's. Jeez, and another thing about McDonald's, That's a low rent move. <laughs> I texted you and I said, dude, look at these, and they were the touch screens at yeah. McDonald's. Yeah, never seen it in my life. I've and seen them in a couple locations. They're definitely not at every location yet, th- literally. And that's going to be yeah. the the cover photo that's, for all. That's, our that's the wave of the future, man. Uh, I just I was shocked that Whew. this was a thing because I went in there, and the problem was I was like, okay, value menu yeah. all day, you know, yeah. And when I went in there. I ordered about fifteen dollars worth of stuff, <laughs> solid, because I just wanted to press every button on the thing, just yeah. like a little yeah, kid. Course. And it, it, dude, it just, it just shocked my. I mean, it, it rocked my world, honestly. Well, especially because McDonald's, the great, you know, the notorious thing about McDonald's is they constantly get your order wrong. Yeah. So that's the thing. My dad would never leave the drive-through line until we had checked everything yep. in that bag. You told me because that because so many times they would get it wrong. So now. With the machines, I mean, technically they could still get it wrong, yep. but I feel like this gives you an even better shot of them getting it right. Plus, you don't have to speak to anybody. Exactly. Which is always a bonus because all well, they're going to do is – That's the new thing. They're is, going is, to say your number. Yeah. Here, here's your bag. You have no human contact. Maybe if you're like, hey, can you throw in a couple extra sauces in there? Then they flick you off, throw in a honey mustard, and then you get to go on your way. Yeah. Man, McDonald's – it's been a while since I've been to Mickey D's. Yeah. The, the I mean, Golden Arches. Well, where, yeah, the Golden Arches. Have you ever seen the movie The Founder? Yeah. Yep, yeah, with – uh, with uh, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, the yeah. one of the one of the worst Batman out there. I wish I wished I was. That's a hot take that you just had there. I don't know, that's really a hot take. Oh, I think he's going to be better than Robert Pattinson <laughs> <laughs> and Ben Affleck. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. There's been some bad Batman's, so that's for sure. I look at either Batman or James Bond. Like it's so for much sure. funny when you look at those two series. Yeah, and base is it series or serie? C-R- serie? No, I'm okay. just kidding. I don't know which one it is. Um, and you look at those two, and then you're you always trying to sit there and rate which is better. Yeah. You know, who's better than this? Like uh, Sean Connery is a great James sure. Bond. Sure. I grew up on Pierce Brosnan Pierce uh, yeah. Absolutely. Is the guy to go to. Um, but right. overall, I mean. Were you a Daniel Craig guy? Not no. really. And it's, it's so funny. Aren't weren't they it? making Idris Elba going to be a Bond, or was that just a rumor? Yeah, I don't know if they. Uh, Huh? You think Bond can't be black? <laughs> I, I, didn't know what, I didn't know how to put it there, but yeah, I think I, I think I think there was a rumor that he was. I don't know No, I don't, I don't know think I've ever seen a guy that that's that's African American that's named James. Dude, I'm telling you, he's. Uh, what are you talking about, James Brown? Oh, <laughs> what is, what, <laughs> Hey, I just got off work. Leave what, me alone. What are you talking I had about? I got a basket of fries. I think. Uh, oh yeah, I hope those fries were good. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there isn't uh, – maybe, maybe he's – next James Bond should be Idris Elba. So people are saying he should be it. I don't think Bedbo they – was is temporarily unavailable, it says. We're doing some maintenance. So. All right, well, it's hopefully already, I get I'll, home. Oof, yeah, I need the two bucks to fill up at the gas. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. You're right. It, 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 there are certain guys that define that role better than others for sure, I think. Uh, so we'll see. I mean – Robert Patton said, Hey, Twilight. Twilight was basically like Batman. Well so I mean look at it this way. Ben Affleck wasn't jacked before he did the role, but then he did some you know, cocaine and ecstasy, apparently, and, yeah. and did something of that nature and ended up getting jacked so that he could do the role. Yeah, so, so Pattinson might be on the same route. Maybe we need to get, try to become Batman, and that will get us jacked. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think it will work out. Yeah, it's work out. It's working better for me than uh, this diet is so far. I'm yeah, I can't wait to see myself. the progress of that. Uh, I, but I did that, too. Is I didn't eat anything all day, and then I went and had a couple slices at uh, <laughs> Rubino's or whatever the name of the place is. <laughs> Deli Italiano. There you go. Wi- Wi-Fi password, by the way, they told me. It's Deli Italiano. Italiano, okay. all lowercase. <laughs> big, big whoop. Yeah. Um, but that's the funny thing about Deli Italiano is like I told you. Uh, I like how we always switch subjects. It's always great. It's yeah, It's like one leads to the next. Deli Italiano's crust is literally because it's, it's not like a typical crust where you see it, like Papa John's. Like yeah. I don't like Papa John's. This crust. is New York style. Yeah, it's like it's like it's kind of like a. It's, it's, it's small enough where it's not like, like a huge amount of bread yeah. to the point where you can eat it and, and be satisfied. It's crunchy. It's yeah. small. It's New York style, so you can fold it over. Yeah. Um, that's what I did because it's a big slice. And, uh, yeah, it's good. I will say I, I, I liked it. It's, it's in that Lansdowne Shopping Center area. A lot of kids. A yeah. lot of kids walking around. I don't know. Maybe if this was – Now, I know Loudoun County already got out, so yeah. I don't know what all these kids nice are front. doing. But uh, – there was there was kids everywhere when i walked in there was like at least like 15 kids all sitting there eating pizza i was like man that's the dream yeah, I mean that's the dream. Me and my friends eating pizza. I just ate pizza by myself growing up. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> During just, summertime, you went to that, that 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 store and just sat there by yourself. the yeah, entire Yeah, I would love to go to Delia uh, Italiana as a kid. I gotta scout out the new pizza places when I'm in, in in Chantilly. Hey, that Sugar Shack is coming back. I saw the Sugar Shack over in that complex. Yeah. Jen said the other day. She's like, "Oh, they put the sign back." I said, "I said the sign never came down." Oh yeah, I remember we I, talked about that? Yeah, and it's there. It's there. I saw the sign yeah, as well. And she was like, okay. "Oh yeah, well uh, I I saw that uh, they were they were putting cooking equipment." In there, and I was like, Oh, really? All right, she's got and, the inside uh, scoop. Yeah she, oh, yeah, she got the inside scoop all right. She all probably right. got somebody on speed dial over there, but overall, I'm shack pretty of sugar. I'm a shack of sugar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sugar's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mansion of sugar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, last night, but here's a, here's a bad thing. So I went to Harris Teeter, and uh, the first thing that I saw were glazed donuts Oof. in the front. And it was like get six donuts for like two seventy nine or something. Man, like that. what a deal! And I got it, and I was just I, it, it, made, it made me feel real bad because that's that move where you like you, you hate yourself as you're eating it because you yeah. go,es God, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, and you just can't stop. Yeah, I ate two, and then I was like, this is probably not the best idea. Donuts are great, um, but yeah. So then I went to go help my parents uh, at their house on the weekend, and my mom went to Harris Teeter, and she didn't get the same thing. She uh, ended up going and getting uh, the ones that actually were were handmade, like the ones that had all the sprinkles, oh, and yeah, okay. crap on it, like duck donuts, or yeah, something exactly. Like that. So she yeah. went to Hair Cedar and got those. Uh, so that wasn't a good sign because I went over there and I had a couple more. Um, so I'm just a fat tub of lard right now, uh, and that's why I was like, I have to get on this, uh, this, this just you know this, this diet going on here, where you know you go to the gym and stuff like that. And I told yeah. Jen, I said. Hey, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, and the problem is, is when you wake up in the morning and you feel like I'm going to contemplate right now about going to the gym or not. And that's the worst thing about it is that when you start contemplating going to the gym in your yeah. sleep, then you know you're not going to go. Oh, absolutely not. So overall, I, I just I just didn't go, and I didn't. Yeah, it was it was the worst feeling in the world because I got up and Jen's like. Like, oh, wait, you're not going? You're, you're off to work today? And I said, no. I Remember, I take that one day off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, what I usually do is I go to the gym. Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday, Friday. So I get the Wednesday in, in the middle. So I, I yeah. quote unquote recuperate. And uh, when I when I told her, I said, oh, I'll just go Tuesday through Friday now." Yeah. Now, it's, oh, now you already you, it's not going. Uh, go. are not, not going to go any days. I, I'm getting old. That's all right. That's all right. Well, let's let's get into this thing, man. We got a lot to talk about. We do indeed. Again, it's the DC crossover. We're going to be talking about the Trent Williams saga, and we're also going to be talking more so about the first anniversary now of the Washington Capitals winning their Stanley Cup in 2018 and then obviously what's going on lately with the Washington Nationals and also our Pine Pony Express. Stay tuned everybody. The D.C. crossover starts right now. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> they're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid like something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are what we thought they were. And we're not about the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome to the D.C. Crossover. This is Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson for the D.C. Crossover. We cross over all four major sports teams here in the Washington, D.C. market. Mr. Simpson, hello and welcome to you, sir. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) You're about to say, I'm good. I am good. I am here. I I am excited to uh, talk a little D.C. sports. We're a little over a week away from the NBA draft. And so we'll find out who the Wizards will be missing um, and who they'll probably ruin their pick on. Uh, And then we got, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk to on the show, especially a little drama surrounding the Washington Redskins. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, As you say, we're going to probably have Rashad Mobley on for next week. Uh, with the whole entire Wizards draft coming up, hopefully they get. Um, what's the what's the Toronto Raptors GM name? Messiah Ujiri. Ujiri. Okay, uh, Messiah. That's what we're gonna call him here in sure. the DC. He would be uh, yeah pretty much. And uh, obviously, right now as we record this, uh, the game. Uh, it was a game five is on game tonight five. for the Raptors and the Warriors. Uh, obviously, this is the DC crossover, so we're not gonna be talking too much about that because me and Ben will talk about it off air, so you don't have to worry about that. So overall. Uh, The Wizards are looking to target Toronto's GM and Masai Ujiri. There you go. There you go. That's pretty good. Uh, Yeah. So uh, they're looking to get him. I heard today on the radio that it's not a bad shot that they can get him because if they're waiting this long, then they know that he's going to probably listen uh, to some type of offer. But hopefully their offer is better than they gave the Nuggets GM. But anyways, we're going to start off this episode, episode, I believe, 33. I think so. Um With the Washington Redskins and Trent Williams And the saga surrounding him He's back Adrian Peterson is going to help him is going to go down this time jonathan allen is around his legs six sack. he has started every game the second year player out of alabama one guy that is right now missing for mandatory minicamp trent williams the one guy that might be blocking for adrian peterson this year and then actually sprung adrian peterson in that run as well so overall here mr simpson the saga that is surrounding the Washington Redskins in the offseason, as always, yep. is Trent Williams in his whole entire out-of-the-blue situation, where at first it was reported that he wanted a new contract. That's what it was reported first. Mm-hmm. But now what we're hearing is that he is more so upset, not about the money, but more so upset about... That the Wizards, or excuse me, not the Wizards, the Redskins, (laughs) even though the Wizards screw up everything, the Redskins screwed up his medical procedures and misdiagnosis of the um, growth in his head, uh, which was a real big deal because obviously I heard, uh, I believe you heard as well, that... it it was not cancerous from what they said at first, but then it just developed into being cancerous and that he didn't know about that. And that's obviously a big issue because of the sole fact that when you look at something that's non-cancerous and you're not too worried about it, and all of a sudden it turns Uh, into a cancer situation, then you're like, you know, your life flashes before your eyes, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So overall, uh, at at first I was uh, with the Redskins. Now I'm kind of wavering, seesawing back and forth uh, as all the news breaks out more and more because Trent Williams, as of right now, it was in the top 10 of guys uh, paid at that position. And when he got his contract uh, a a few years ago, I believe it was 2015, he was the highest paid left tackle in the game. So overall, Mr. Simpson, you being uh, you know a Redskins fan, but also being more so a Lions fan, seeing kind of a third person perspective, sure. I want to hear what your thoughts are when you see this situation unfold. Yeah, it's 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 wild. I mean, this was something like you said; it, it completely came out of the blue, um, at least for for most people. I feel like, and it, it just became a situation where suddenly Trent Williams is demanding a trade or release yeah. from the team, and that's and as you mentioned, this is a guy who. You know, even a casual football fan knows about Trent Williams and his impact on this Redskins team. So, yeah, I think uh, the Redskins have – there has been some comments about the Redskins training staff and medical staff not really – you know, about not being up to snuff. I mean, that guys have been a little angry with the way that they've handled injuries and diagnosis and things like that in the past. So I, I'm sure that some of the anger is reasonable – um, but the fact that he is literally holding out right now, and it seems to be, I mean, from what I've seen on Twitter, there's people that are in the camp of saying, Oh no, he's going to be staying. Trust me. They'll, they'll figure it out. He'll be staying. And then there's people that are saying they need to get something back for him. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to just release the guy, uh, with no, for getting no value back. And I am personally always in favor of, getting some value for a guy uh and think that maybe the Redskins and you and I have talked about this a little bit that you know maybe the Redskins can get some value uh for Trent Williams now that's that's a tough hole to fix but for a team like the Redskins that constantly is dealing with injuries may not be a bad idea to bolster the depth chart a little bit and get two three guys that you know can make an impact there may not be Trent Williams type impact but it's it's a very weird situation cuz everyone's got a different take everyone's got a different thought about it twitter people are either vilifying him yeah. or saying or forgiving him it's it's crazy what's going right now in redskin's land yeah and also looking at it the first thought that i had with this whole entire situation was oh this is kind of weird that he wants more money like i don't i'm not really for that but then when i heard about the medical situation i said okay it's not good not good situation at, at all but Again, my first thought, uh, or maybe my second thought that came in my head was like you just said, I would prefer, honestly, to trade him. He's 30 years old. He's going on the backside of his career, Mm -hmm. so he's technically not in his prime anymore for the most part. He's been in the league for, what, almost 10 years now or so. Um, I'm trying to get the stats on here just right now. Uh, So yeah, so 2010, uh, almost, almost 10 years. So he has about nine years under his belt. So when you're looking at it here, I just don't see how he can, he can progress and say uh, number one about the money. So I think that's kind of debunked a little bit because why would he be unhappy about the money? Uh, because they, I heard someone have this analogy about okay uh, he got his first you know serving at the, at the at the lunch line, but then he saw everyone else had a better serving, so he wants to go get his, his seconds, uh, which obviously it shouldn't be the right way to go at it, but um. As a whole, like I was saying, my second thought pretty much was I would love to trade him to get more assets to get that cap number down because of obviously the Alex Smith issues uh, with all that cap that's that's going by the wayside now, and also the money that we're just throwing at the quarterback position. If you get rid of him, obviously it's not a great move because of the sole fact that hey, this guy, you know, he's obviously a Pro Bowl player. He's made the Pro Bowl the last seven years. Uh, some of the some of the years you know you, you you could take it to a question because obviously he only played 10 games uh in, in 2017 he made the pro Bowl which makes zero sense that's that's, yeah. not, that's that's not even you know it's well I don't even know what the percentage is that but uh overall you know and he played 12 games made the pro Bowl it's like yeah, I don't know how you make that when when you, when you don't play you know a full say 14 games but as a whole you had to look at he only played 12 and 16 10 and 17 and 18 or 13 in 18. So when you're looking at that situation, uh, the math comes out, I believe, to about 27% games missed uh, in those three years. And that doesn't entail uh, what he's missed or what he played with under 100%. So to me, that's that's an issue. Because you can't go out there and have a guy, you know, first of all, you, know, you I mean, because obviously to pay to, to, to get this whole situation resolved i think you'd have to pay him more money yeah um because i think it's a little bit of this a little bit of that situation where you know he wants a little bit more money probably uh because obviously guy like nate Solder, who's i believe on the giants he got paid a lot of money and he's not that good uh, trent williams is 10 times better than him but looking at it further you have to understand that he's hurt and all this kind of stuff to the point where he, yes he's a great talent but don't you want to bolster that, 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 like you said, the depth chart, and stuff like that, get mm-hmm. some cap number off, maybe get a little uh, fast-forwarding for Dwayne Haskins instead of saying, oh, yeah, we're going to go all in in Dwayne Haskins' fourth year, so we have to pay him or whatever it may be at that time. So, honestly, I would love to see him possibly get traded to one of these teams that need him which obviously I don't have a list of the teams right now, but, uh, I mean, you know, one of these teams that need him and maybe package in Josh Norman, get his cap number down, or maybe a Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis is getting paid $7 million this year, and he, you know, is good for maybe six or seven games out of the year with big numbers. So, in my opinion, it's just a situation where you have to go in and say, is he really worth... Uh, the risk of not having him on the backside of his career, number one. And also, number two, uh, having to pay that that much money for a guy that maybe you could sell and uh, see what you could get for someone who, at the yeah. I mean, if you're going to trade him, you might as well wait until the end of training camp mm-hmm. because of the sole fact that, hey, if you wait to the end of training camp, people start getting injured. People start having yep. injuries in, in, in the preseason games and all that kind of stuff uh, to the point where... When you start having those injuries, you need people. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Ruben Foster, he got hurt in the third snap. Uh, Then we had Darius Geis. We needed help with that. So, overall, it's been a situation where the Redskins have been accustomed to uh, with injuries in the preseason and so on and so forth. So, I'm hoping that maybe they can wait a little bit, maybe get a couple draft picks or whatever it may be, and see what they can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. I think that, again, the worst possible scenario is that Trent Williams walks and they get nothing. Yeah. That's the worst possible scenario in this situation. So, you know, it sucks because he is – Trent Williams is a guy that's, you know, well-liked, it seems, and, and a guy that super important um, to this team. But if, if, if let's say, they re-sign him, does it then become a giant distraction? Yeah. I mean, it's something that we're constantly worried about. Is everyone going to be stepping on eggshells being like, oh, is Trent mad? Is Trent okay? Yeah. Did You know, it's some medical staff – I mean, just imagine after the things that he said – Imagine now working together again and where the medical staff has to attend to him if he has an injury after he just trashed them, yeah. you know? So I, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I think maybe possibly look at some trade scenarios. Otherwise, both parties are going to need to sit down and hash things out and make this work. So. Yeah, and also this whole fact like you said you don't want him walking. And a big thing that you have to look at is, is he really going to walk away from that number that he's supposed to be getting? Because he's supposed to be getting a, a huge number over the next couple of years in salary. And that's something that you have to look at and say, is it really worth uh, him to sit out? Obviously Le'Veon Bell did that, but at the same time, you don't want that to happen with your all pro or not really all pro. Cause he hasn't made it. Uh, I think he was second team all pro one time from what I hear, mm-hmm. but you don't want that that all pretty much all-star pro bowl caliber left tackle who's you know one of the most athletic tackles if not the most athletic tackle in the entire nfl walking like you said or in that separate deal because you know you can get some assets for him uh or or, or just try to get something of that caliber uh to maybe add up to that that situation but you, I mean it's just a big cap number and I just think if you can get it off the books you might as well do it because yeah. we're talking about the Wizards right now with Bradley Beal. You know, that's always a situation too which we, I love to talk to we shot about. He's mm-hmm. a yeah, positive to get rid of Bradley Beal who is a uh, you know in his prime, he's what 25 years old or something like that. Some of that nature in, the, in that ballpark and he's getting paid a lot of money but he he's eligible soon to be a supermax guy. And do you want to get rid of him or do you want to uh, keep him and and have that that salary on your payroll again? But I think in, in that essence, you know, you have to get some type of assets back if you're going to let someone go, just like you said. In this situation, I think Trent Williams, if he's not going to be happy here, get rid of him. You, know, yes. that's, that's just, you have to do that because people love Trent Williams, but... They're gonna understand if a guy's unhappy and it's gonna be a cancer to your locker room, no pun intended. You gotta get him <laughs> you know yeah. um, You gotta get him out. You exactly. gotta get him out. I mean you can't have that negativity, especially around those young guys, like you're talking about, exactly. Haskins and, and Geis and those young guys. You, you you have to have positive influences in that locker room. You know, like if younger. And if Trent's you know, he's like you said, he's thirty now, um, he's going he's on the I mean he's he's kind of on the back end of his career. Yeah at this point I mean, injuries everything you can say that i mean mm-hmm. that's the thing because like i said it's you a fair lo- assessment I mean, you look at it like the last three years and it, when he was 28 years old 29 and now 30 this year he's going to be 31 mm-hmm. i mean he only played in uh what was it let me do the math here real quick. was it 35 games 35 games out of uh i don't know what's 16 times 3 uh 48 so so I mean, he's missing a lot of games, almost a full season's worth. So you're looking at it and saying, do we want to pay this guy that much money for this? Do we want to, uh, you, know, you know, commit to him? Do we have to, you know, have this whole entire hassle, or can we sweep this under the rug uh, or, or just brush it away and? You know, give him another chance somewhere else for him to get his money, and we can restart our program. Obviously, he's a homegrown guy that we got in the draft, and we ended up making sure that you know he, he was he was a mainstay here, one of the captains, and he was a, a you know a, 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 I don't even want, know what you want to call a Mauler or something like that. Mm-hmm. To, to be all sense, and he was the guy that punched Richard Sherman, and he was our guy. But in this situation, if you screw this up behind the scenes and he's really pissed about it and you can't fix it, you got to get something for him. And that's my situation right now. It's I'm saying, I'm leaning towards trade him. And if you can resolve it, resolve it. But I'm leaning towards trade him, yeah. in my, my opinion. I, I, I'm with you on that because I think any time that this situation starts happening with these this sort of attitudes and things flying, the best – solution is just to end it by just get trading him, get yeah. some good value back, and see what happens. So we'll keep an eye on that story yeah. as it develops. Let's move on to a little happier subject, kind of, happy a year ago. <laughs> yeah. We're talking the Washington Caps. Eller for the draw! And as the puck drops the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974 the Washington Capitals by the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! It's not a dream. Well, that's the call that we heard around a year ago now, uh, as far as the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. It's it was kind of fun this past week seeing all the different tweets and social media posts. Everybody kind of remembering, you know, the moment. Uh, last year, revisiting these videos and these photos and all this different stuff of uh, what ended up being, you know, one of the most important times in D.C. sports history. I mean, it, it, th- that's not even like overdoing it. That is something that's true just with how little success <coughs> D.C. sports has had for a while. And then you had the Capitals. um you know, finally get it done last season. So we just wanted to touch on this real briefly yeah. uh, as far as you and I. just Now, unfortunately, we weren't doing the podcast last year when this happened. Uh, that Damn it. Been, that would have been something. But, you know, uh, I, I did want to ask you, and I'll tell as well, is kind of like where you were uh, when the Caps won the Stanley Cup, kind of when you knew, hey, this is it. This is – we did it you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and by the way, John Walton, who that, that whole entire, you know, clip was on, uh, he was actually at a bar um, during, uh, I think it was, was it Friday or Thursday? I forgot exactly when I texted you that. Uh, It was like Thursday or Friday. And he actually was at the bar uh, or at a bar and sat there and actually did his call one they were showing the Encore presentation, <laughs> uh, which was actually pretty cool. That's so, awesome. Uh, obviously, uh, John Wall, one of the greatest uh, you know guys in the entire industry on the radio. But in my opinion, uh, you have to look at it here, Ben, and, and think, how did this entire playoff series, uh, or I should say series is, or Serie I or whatever you said earlier, oh, sure. um, uh, play out? And when did we think that it actually was going to happen? the first two games columbus won in washington and people don't remember that mm-hmm. because philip grubauer was the guy that was starting and in general everyone was like oh man we lost these first two in overtime then all of a sudden we go in game three into double overtime and squeak that one out as well and then obviously we blew them out the next game four one and then uh that when we followed up Uh, with, I believe, a Jacob Vrana goal. Or no, it was a Dimitri Orlov goal Mm -hmm. in game five in overtime. So that was a tough series against the Blue Jackets. They they, they took us to the brink. We won four straight. We ended up getting through. But my moment, and it's not going to be the Pittsburgh series, I honestly think when we won the first two games against Tampa Bay, that was a big deal. But then Tampa Bay reeled off three in a row. Uh, and it's kind of crazy because we had the momentum after the the Pittsburgh series. And then we won the first two in Tampa Bay. But then Tampa Bay came out and they won the next three. And they won the first two in Washington. It was kind of weird. It's like a tale of two tapes where yeah. we couldn't win at home for the most part. We could win on the road, which is crazy. But I think what, it, what the, the game that really sold me was game six against Tampa Bay. Where we won three nothing, and we had that game seven mojo going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just phenomenal because we went out and shut out the Lightning in two straight games. At that time, Hopi was on point for everything yep. he was doing. He was standing on his head. He was—I mean—he was making glove saves, pad saves, stacking the pads, doing everything he <laughs> needs to do, and, and, and it just made us look like the team of destiny. And that's what uh, it ended up being for me was game six against the Lightning, where we—you know—we shut them out. And we were playing great hockey and we were, you know, tying the series up and had having Ovechkin and all these guys just go out there and saying, hey, we, we need to do it now. It's the first time in the Easter Conference Finals in forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have to shut it down right now and, and get it done. And they did in Tampa Bay 4 uh, nothing in Game 7. But Game 6 of the Lightning Series was a time that I was like, wow, this team – is really impressing us and actually has a real good shot to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, I'm with you. I think there were those couple moments throughout the playoffs where – you know, moments where maybe Caps teams have passed would have kind of falter. And then you say, oh, this is the same old Caps. This is what they do every year. Because for me, as a, you know, I'm a Red Wings fan first and foremost, but for the Capitals, obviously, I like them. I enjoy watching them. I like following them. And uh, since the Red Wings aren't making the playoffs anytime soon, (laughs) I've been able to watch the Caps year in and year out. My wife's parents are big Caps fans. They watch every game. And uh, so it was one of those things to experience this run with, uh, you know, being with her, her her family and things like that. And then, Everybody just kind of, you know, watching every game and seeing, okay, this is getting closer and closer and closer. And then when they actually, that as far as that final game, to actually win the cup. well First of all, the Vegas series was fantastic yeah. as a whole. As a hockey series, it had everything. I mean, you had the, the storyline with the Caps and O V getting his first. And then you had Vegas being a new team, being bruisers. I mean, you got jerks like Reeves and some of those oh, other yeah. guys. Uh, but you've got Marc-Andre Fleury, the, you know, the goalie, of their, uh, one their, of the goalies first- of our life. Time. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's their first... Nate Schmidt, too. Mm-hmm. It's our, f- our upcoming defenseman. So it's their first season in the league... And so so many great storylines there's some great physicality, some good fights, some great goals, some heroes like DSP I mean it had it all really that series and capping it off with just the moment of and, and, and I don't know about you, but for me it was one of those things where you know I think you and I probably were texting I had some other friends we were texting at the same time oh, yeah. and I remember uh, Dan Namfa who's part of the, the show he's been on the show once and has written for us in the past we were texting and, and he and he and I were both like, "Oh my god it's actually happening and there was yeah the moment where you realize, it is actually happening, which I haven't had. I mean, I haven't had a team of mine win a championship since, I guess, maybe the Red Wings in the late 2000s, like 2009 maybe was the last one, or 2007, it, whatever. You had some success with the Tigers. Yeah, the, the Tigers have made some World Series yeah. but didn't actually win, and then the Piftons all the way back in, in 04. So, you know, it's been a while since I've really felt that moment of, holy crap, this is a team yeah. that I like. They have a chance to win it all. And it was unbelievable. I mean, we were at downtown Herndon, so you could hear the cheer and the honking and everybody, it felt like this entire area felt that Stanley Cup win, yeah. for sure. And the next day at work, I mean, everybody was talking about it and, and the parade coming up after that. And, yeah, I mean, it was just unbelievable uh, to see all the different Caps fans I know that I'm friends with that follow this team and uh, their emotion and all that stuff. I mean, it was such a cool moment, man. Yeah, man. for sure. And then you also, like I said, looking at the Golden Knights, you know, it, it was a great series. The Caps pretty much just dominated from the start. I believe. I mean, Golden Knights. Yeah, they scored six goals in that for game one. Uh, but you have to think about it this way. You know, that was a five game layoff mm-hmm. from you know game seven with the Lightning, and then game one of the uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. And the Caps were coming on, you know, I mean, hitting on all cylinders because the Lightning had one of the best offenses, if not the best offense, in the entire league. I mean, you have uh, Kucherov, you have Stamkos. I mean, you you just – countless guys that that are on that team Mm -hmm. that are – I mean, Victor Hedman in the back end. I mean, just – you can name everybody on that team. And it it just – you know, when you have two shutouts like that, you have everything going for you. But then when you have a five-game layoff, it's kind of like playing with the Nats. You know, you think about, okay, the All-Star break. You know, are they going to come back and play well here? Are they not? Yeah, are they, it, they maybe, oh, I've still hit the, the – <laughs> there it goes. There <laughs> um, but uh, – eh, eh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> that's all good. It um, doesn't matter. Um, but uh, it, that's what happens when you – But no, have, you're right. You're right, though. As far as, like, we've seen teams in any every sport, they get that layoff – and it ends How are they going to respond? It ends up doing more harm than good sometimes. And so it's, it's definitely always a key thing to watch. I mean, even with the Warriors here and the Raptors in the say series. Too, I mean, yeah. the Warriors uh, won their series handily. The Raptors had to go late into that series. And, you know, Warriors game one get punked. And that's what we kind of see in, yeah. in sports a lot. Um, With with that sort of thing That's the biggest thing I'm looking at The Golden Knights Because their team Wasn't really a team of destiny They just got on A really hot Good hot streak And they were like The new kids on the block That no one really knew How to play them It's hard to feel sorry for them In that circumstance I mean your first year Welcome to the league All right, now you get to Make a Stanley Cup and now they're going to discover it's very hard to make a Stanley Cup. I yeah. mean, I don't know if they're going to make a run like that again. I mean, never, that's the you thing. You never know. And that's the thing is I was really butthurt a little bit, <laughs> to say that phrase, uh, <laughs> about them taking Nate Schmidt because yeah. obviously um, George McPhee, who used to be the, uh, the general manager for the Capitals, uh, knows Nate Schmidt very well, and he was one of our up-and-coming defensemen. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like his – he has the speed. He has some good offensive game. And, and actually, he's a, bit, he's a really good offensive defenseman. And when I saw him, you know, get picked by the Golden Knights, I was like, oh, damn it. Because he was one of the guys that I was yeah. hoping would stay. And I was hoping they would say, oh, yeah, uh, Groovy here. Come on, take it. Come on back over, grooby uh, I was hoping that. But then ended up being okay because this year, you know, obviously they did the deal uh, for Brooks Orpik, got Brooks Orpik back, uh, and got, gave away uh, Grubauer to the Avalanche. Uh, but overall, it's – It's it's a situation where, you know, we had a great year last year. This year is kind of a disappointment. But the Hurricanes they got on their little hot streak, kind of like what we did last year. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I'm a little pissed that Justin Williams got farther than we did. But overall, you know, they ended up uh, getting you know pretty handily uh, beat by the Bruins. Uh, But overall, you know, they went out and beat Barry Trotz the very next series for nothing. So, either or, it's a Mm -hmm. really good situation to have because. You know, we're we're just happy that they won the cup. We're happy that the local team gave us something to talk about, even though we weren't doing the podcast last year. Which, like we said, it kind of sucks uh, because that would have been pretty pretty fun <laughs> to do some live streams and stuff like that during that entire situation. But as a whole. Uh, definitely was a great situation uh, last year and we're yeah. happy to do it Oh yeah no it was a blast and we just wanted to kind of briefly touch on that as you know and feel free to share your stories with us as far as you know where you were when the caps won I know now we're into a new week and all but feel free to tweet yeah. us again at the DC crossover on Twitter or at sarone 16 from Mike on Twitter um, if you do want to share some of your memories as far as where you were when the caps won the Stanley Cup let's move on to the Washington. Nationals. A little baseball talk here. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it a long drive! Deep left field! Going! Going! Let's go! Let's go! station for the Washington Nationals are right here. The flagship station. Washington,. Washington, Washington, you can definitely check them out. Definitely check them out over at F.P. Santangelo, who's on the TV side. Obviously, we're a little bit biased towards that, but... Yeah, not a fan of that. (laughs) Overall, um, definitely uh, some up and downs. Obviously, the last, uh, I guess you could say the last uh, few weeks have been pretty decent. Obviously, we did our show last week, uh, and dating back to our last show, they beat the Reds that day, um, as we saw, uh, because it was an early game. Then they swept the White Sox, but then they had two stinkers, Ben, as uh, I... The problem is, is that when I sit here and I get pissed off, and uh, and Jen's here, she gets irritated because mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. I'm like, like I get pissed off, and she's like, "What happened?" I said, "Well, the Nats, you know, they lost these two games, whatever, blah blah blah." And then she's like, "Oh, sweet." And I, I start telling her something, and then she doesn't really care. Uh, so it kind of really irritates me even more because <laughs> she doesn't care that I'm saying uh, something that the Nats should have done to win those two games. But anyways. They lost 4-5 or to the Padres, uh, the the fathers, um, uh, on the 6th and 7th, and uh, it really wasn't a good look. They scored four runs in the first inning on the 6th, and they managed one hit in innings 2 through 9, which is definitely not what you want, uh, because obviously... You're not going to win games with a four nothing, lead, 4 nothing lead or even a 6 nothing lead Astro Storin um, uh, yeah. back in 2012. Uh, you need one out or one strike to go and he let in like 18 runs. Um, but then all of a sudden you come into the 7th uh, or yeah, the, the, the day of the 7th I should say um, and the Fathers beat us again 4-5 to five, and in that situation Sean Doolittle lets up two runs in the ninth. So mm-hmm. in a situation here Ben where you should have swept the Padres, should have swept the White Sox and that you would have been on a Huge heater. I mean, a huge heater because you would have had two, the last two against the Reds, the two against the White Sox. That's four in a row. And you want another four in a row. It's eight in a row. <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on now. Like that, that's a situation where you got to go out there and win. And that's why I was pissed because of the sole fact that. You look at these two games on the 6th and the 7th, and those two games should have been easy Ws because we lost, uh, I think on the 6th, I think the Phillies were off that day, so we lost a half game there. And then on the 7th, we lost, and the Phillies won, so we lost a game and a half in those two situations, which really were, uh, I mean... A game and a half right now there's seven games back right now that's five and a half games that would have been as close as we were in forever if feels was like and that's really what or what what irked me the most overall yeah i think you know that's a, the story of this team this year is w- losing games that they need to win and they, you're right they were coming off of such a nice little streak there with the four wins in a row and all that stuff and then you know next thing you know you uh Sorry, I was getting a call there. Um, next thing you know, they, uh, you know, you drop these two winnable games. And that's a frustrating thing. And that seems to be the theme all the season is, um, you know, losing winnable games. And that's that's tough. But, you know, at, at the same time, though, I did, you know, you do like the, the wins on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, with Saturday being a game where they just got another lights out performance by Scherzer, mm-hmm. only gives up. He didn't give up the run, but the Padres did score in the ninth. He win four to one, and then Sunday was a very entertaining game where things were pretty close. It was a one-one game heading into the top of the eighth, yeah. and then you get the back, the back to back to back home runs. So I think this team's starting to give us a little more moments um, to be excited about. They're winning lately. Still a long way to go. And they also still have a huge home trip coming up that we talked about last week with these Arizona-Philly-Atlanta series. Yeah. So they need to keep the momentum going here tonight and tomorrow with these two games in Chicago, two 8 o'clock games um, in Chicago. So on the road, you can't drop both of these games. you yeah. got to at least split these two before the big homestand. I will be there on the 21st for the Atlanta game. It's a Friday night. Nice, it's nice. a bobblehead giveaway. If you're going to be at the game, go ahead there and tweet, Shurs. Me. tweet me at the DC Crossover if you're also going to be there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I like what I'm seeing. I mean, I like some of the momentum. Rendon's hot, of course. Yep. You Turner's turning it around. I mean, you've got, you've got a pretty good team going right now, but the bullpen's still an issue. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It, the bullpen is still very much an issue. Yeah, and, and when you look at the situation, obviously, and I did I did a math last night. I think they have twenty seven and seventeen. I think that's the that's the number of games uh, that you have. Um, uh, twenty seven games at home and seventeen. I, I, I'm saying the numbers. I'm not even saying what they mean. Uh, twenty seven games at home and I yeah. think seventeen games on the road. And the biggest thing is Ben. Is that we always talk about, uh, you know, being home and having those situations where, you know, if you're at home in your own bed with your family and all that kind of stuff, you get to the park and all that kind of stuff. It's so much better than basically being on the road and having mm-hmm. th- in a hotel and all that kind of crap. So when you look at it. This next homestand, you have the D-backs for four, the Phillies for four, and the Braves for three. Then you got your Detroit Tigers after the Marlins series, so those are six but winnable games. It should be, and yes. Yeah, hopefully, um, at least for our sake. Uh, but then you look at it, and oh, the next couple series, you got the Marlins again, mm-hmm. the Royals. Those are – I mean, that should be a six-game sweep. Um, and then you got the All-Star break. So really – the biggest thing in my opinion is that you have to go out and win these games that are winnable by a, by a large margin. Now I'm looking at right now uh, as we stand with the white Sox obviously uh, here, here at eight, 10 tonight. And then eight, 10 tomorrow. I think we might have not Corbin, I believe Scherzer and Strasburg for the Phillies series. And then maybe Fetty and Sanchez, I believe possibly for the other one, not Completely sure, yeah, but uh, something like that. It should be something, something of that that nature, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm hoping that you know they can win. If they can win at least three of those games, we've talked about it before. Where yeah. we need that to happen because if they only win, uh, for instance, two and they, and they lose two, then we don't gain anything. So, in my opinion, it's just it's it's a situation where you have to go in here. Beat the White Sox like you did last time. You scored 15 runs against them in their in your first two games, Uh, and and then obviously the last two games against the Padres, you scored nine. You only let in three. Uh, Manny Machado has has been struggling a little bit, so that uh, that worked well as well. So, I mean. Dude, you have to go in here and do something. Do something good for yourself. I mean, yeah. right now, Howie Kendrick is being a, a monster. God, I mean, another he's just, game where he comes I, <laughs> in, pinch hits, hits a bomb. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. The guy is just an absolute beast. The thing is, it's like. And, and and supposedly he'll be DHing for this White Sox series, so they'll give him a chance yeah. to just bat, which is good to see. But it's one of those things where you know I'd love to pick him up for fantasy, but he <laughs> doesn't. They don't play him every day, and you yeah. don't really want to have a guy that doesn't play every day in the in, in the fantasy lineup. All that guy does is hit home runs. I mean, it's unbelievable what a season he's having. A career year, basically. Off the bench. I mean, a guy that's not even playing every single day is having a career year. It's it's wild. Yeah, and I think it's also kind of funny because you look at his stats. He's hitting three twenty seven. His OBP is okay, three sixty four, But, I mean, 11 bombs, 39 RBIs, 10 walks. I mean, it's just – Just guy imagine is. if he was playing every day. I mean, that's exactly. the thing. Just imagine if they – I mean, those stats – now you could also go the other way and say oh well if he was playing every day he wouldn't have you know those sort of numbers but I I'd say I, I think th- there's a chance that he would. Yeah. I mean that's the thing is he just comes in one at bat and gets the RBIs that he needs to get and things like that and it's just crazy how good he is. I mean even look at his last four games. Uh three of which I believe he got starts in you had you know, there's a there's a there's a hit in the San Diego game. Two hits in the second San Diego game. A hit again on the eighth. Uh, the home run on the ninth. I mean, this guy is is on fire. Yeah. I mean, the he he got hits the last one, two, three, four, five games of April or in May that he played. I mean, it's just. I really wish he'd play every day. But all we keep hearing is, well, we're preventing injury. We're preventing injury. Well, you're also preventing Howie Kendrick from being an all-star. (laughs) Because he's not going to have enough games, really, probably, to be voted into an all-star game with the type of performance he's having. And the funny thing is, Grant Paulson of 106.7 The Fan tweeted this out last night. that He says, the Nats have a bunch of guys hitting homers at the same time or a better rate as Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper right now has 11 home runs in 65 games. Howie Kendrick has 11 home runs in 54 games. To do the math, that's 11 games less. Anthony Rendon, 12 homers in 51 games. That's 14 games less. And then you have Juan Soto, 10 home runs in 55 games. And Robles, 9 homers in 63 games. So things right now, as we said before, things are looking up. Okay, We're yeah. not saying they're going to win the playoffs, obviously, or make the playoffs, I should say. Yeah, Winning the playoffs is a whole other story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then you look at Dan Colco, he actually tweeted out again, that Max Scherzer in his last four starts, 27 innings pitched, two runs allowed, .67 ERA with 39 Ks. You think he's slowing up a little bit? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think after that first little tidbit where you know he wasn't playing too well in the beginning, he was letting up too many hits or this and that, I mean, he's playing pretty damn well. And Then another big uh, stat here, Mr. Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, Trevor Rosenthal, our favorite guy, has made 10 rehab appearances before being called up. 9.1 innings pitched, uh, nine hits, six earned runs, seven walks, 11 Ks, three hit hit by pitch, two home runs. I mean, they called him up because because I think they had some stipulation. I forgot exactly what it was that they had to call him up for a situation if they were going to. Uh, because I think they said his uh, his IL stint was going off. Um, but it's like. Man, oh man, this is uh this is, this is definitely a, a tale, of, tale of tape here, where you have one guy that can't hit the broadside of a barn, and another guy who's pitching lights out like Max Scherzer is, um, you know. And it's it's just like I said, it's it, it's it's coming down to the situation here yeah. where you have a schedule that's favorable to you right now. I mean, literally right now, you have two teams. Let I me mean, let me let me check the is, are the um, Diamondbacks ahead? Let's see, thirty four and thirty two. Okay, so they're above five hundred. Mm-hmm. The D-backs are by f- above 500, barely, okay? Uh, then you got the Phillies who are above 500 and the Braves who are above 500 who you need to beat, okay? Then the White Sox, you know, below average team, they're, they're still rebuilding. And now, hey, is Giolito going to be pitching in one of these two games, by the way? No, he's not. Okay. So we escaped that bullet for a hot second. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but then we have the Marlins, the Tiger. I mean, we have these games. This is my point is that we have these games out there that we have to win that – Again, we always say you have to beat the opponents that you're supposed to beat. And sometimes you let some some slide, like the Padres in those first two games. But in my opinion, things are turning the corner. I'm not saying they're, best, they're the best team right now. But I'm hoping that Davey doesn't screw it up even more after having these guys... Uh, you know get healthy and, and another person that's, that's supposedly getting healthy is Ryan Zimmerman who we don't really want to get healthy yeah. you know, as of right now he's got plantar um, fasciitis and we're hoping that it just continues Pretty yeah. much, we'll see we'll oh, see one, one last thing I want to touch on before we move on is um, so you and I had kind of and, and if you're a baseball fan you've been following this uh, recent story just with um, Max Muncy and uh, and um, Madison Bumgarner so, so Giants Dodgers the other day you've probably seen the video, Uh, Muncie goes yard on Bumgarner. at Bumgarner chirps at him, you know, tells him to keep running, stop looking at the ball, blah blah blah. Muncy goes, "What the hell, dude!" Like, <laughs> and then uh, the, the little back and forth there. So, Excuse me? the reason why this is relevant to us is in our continued hate of FP Santangelo. I don't know if you saw his tweet about this. No, um, because the whole thing was uh, so. I don't Munc- follow him. Obviously, oh, that's a good, that's a good decision. So, Muncy's response to the situation, his clap back, as the kids say, was he said uh. that. Um, when uh, Bumgarner was get, was was chirping at him, he said something along the lines of, um, "You know, well," he said, he said, "If you don't like it, go get it out of the yeah, ocean. Yeah, go go get the ball out of the ocean." Which. <laughs> universally was agreed upon as a fantastic comeback. Everybody on Twitter loved that comeback. I liked it. I, thought I it was mean, like everybody did. It was like, yeah, that's hilarious. Of course, F.P. Santangelo tweets... It's a bay." ...that everybody thinking Max Muncie's quote is awesome. It makes zero sense. Like, he's saying, like, it's the same as saying, where'd you get those clothes? At the toilet store, question <laughs> mark. That's what he said. So I guess his, his point is, uh. I don't know. Well, so we know F.P. Santangelo... I'm going to have to live-tweet F.P. right now. He's so he's an idiot. So he is an idiot. And it's one of those things where you hear him on the broadcast, too. So F.P. Santangelo is a quote-unquote old-school baseball guy. So he, he doesn't like the bat flips. He he, he uh, is so wishy-washy on this subject, though. You'll hear him on the broadcast because sometimes he does like the bat flips. He says, let the, kid, let the kids play and all that stuff. Other times he doesn't like the bat flips. Yep. Sometimes he's saying, oh, the Nats are celebrating the right way. They're cheering in the dugout with each other. They're not celebrating on the field. Other times he loves when guys celebrate the guy cannot make up his mind his guy's the this guy's the only guy on twitter that isn't a bot that is against the max muncie quote saying you're an idiot if you agree with that he's just infuriating because it's universally agreed that madison bumgarner is an a-hole yeah and this is what he does and it's funny because i watched a twitter video earlier (laughs) of of madison bumgarner (laughs) hitting a home run and, cause, uh, and, and kind of watching it go before he was walking down. He looked exactly the way Monks, Max Muncy looked when he yeah. hit his home run. And uh, so I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of this whole pitchers getting mad at hitters for hitting bombs. You and I, I think, are on the both on the same side of this of if you don't want guys hitting bombs, don't let them hit bombs. Strike them out. Get them out. Find a way. Otherwise, if they're going to hit a bomb off you, they're allowed to do whatever the hell they want because they're the one who just hit the ball 450 feet. So... You know, that's just my little thing. Is I, I I'm annoyed by Madison Bumgarner. People say, "Oh, well, the guy's a World Series champion. He's you know clutch in the World Series. He deserves respect." Okay, so be it. Uh, the guy still gave up a giant tater to Max Muncy, and I'm tired of it. Sorry. I'm just I'm just reading all the comments yeah. now for FP's thing. Like, oh. I, it's, 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 it's stupid, man. It, it, oh it's stupid. Gosh. I mean, again. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of FP. I'm tired of people loving uh, Massim Baumgartner, who we all know is an a-hole. Also, um, also it's the bay, not the ocean. Yeah. Sweet, get out of here! It's so stupid. And, and his name on Twitter is Sing Me Spanish Techno. <laughs> That's a good Twitter yeah, handle. It's great, man. So yeah, uh, well, you know, it, it is one of those things where the Nats, now that Harper's gone, the Nats don't really have any guys that are. Going to be pimping their home runs and things like that, but that's not a bad thing. Again, I think if you hit a key home run in a key moment, um, you should be able to celebrate that, and especially if you hit it that far. So you know, whatever. I mean, it's it, to me, it's it, it, I just I just can't stand FP and when he says stuff like that. But to me, in this situation, when you have to look at that that, that type of home run stuff like that, Muncy just crushed that thing, destroyed it. And the funny thing about the whole entire video is that. He was chirping at the ref, or not the ref, the ump, Yeah, literally in this first pitch. Yeah. And then they, and then in, that, in that video that you tweeted at the DC Crossover, mm-hmm. uh, the guy that was explaining it was like, okay, the guy gave him that pitch for the second time, even though it was a tiny bit more outside, but it's like, he gave him that pitch, and it's awesome. It's like, like what in the world? Like, why can't we just have, you know, a situation where Madison Bumgarner isn't the guy that's sitting there chirping at people and yelling at people and all this kind of crap? Yeah. It's like... I think it's hilarious that he had to sit there and had to start chirping and stuff like that when, all, when, honestly, you know, I don't understand what he wants Muncie to do. Like I tweeted out before as well, why does he want Monty to sit there and say, "I'm going to go full Forrest Gump and run out of the stadium"? <laughs> yeah. You know, immediately as as you yeah, eat. exactly. What do you think he's going to do? The guy's you're chirping at him to he's better run. You think he's going to suddenly go? oh, You're right. You're right, sir. Let me start yeah. running now. Yeah. Division <laughs> rival. Um, yeah, it's get out of here with that crap. It's it's just it's tired. It's yeah. annoying. It's just, also it's our, just our thoughts and prayers go out to Big Poppy David Ortiz. That's right. Uh, who shot? Uh, the big fella shot last night. I, tell, I told Jen last night because I, I looked at it and I said. Um I said Do you know who Big Poppy is she said no and I said you know David or- David Ortiz and, she, and I was like he got shot in, in the Dominican Republic and she was like I forgot what she said, but she didn't really care. And I was like, yeah. well, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer, so get care. Yeah, you better start caring. <laughs> yeah, I was we, like, he does a lot of charity work. We're going down there right now to see him. Uh, yeah, so I, I think it looks like he's going to be all right. But as just a sports fan and baseball fan, you got to love Big Poppy. even when he hits uh, game-winning home runs against you like you did for my Detroit Tigers, <laughs> into that bullpen. I'll never forget it. Um, last segment here on this uh, little abbreviated show I need here. to make a sounder for this. I'm trying yeah, to yeah, we'll I'm figure, trying to figure out. out how to do it, though. It's a little pine. <laughs> (laughs) pony express action got to get like the newspaper sound or a little and then like the and then like the (laughs) the newspaper (laughs) yeah okay so pine pony express there it is pine pony express the segment where we uh talk a little news outside of sports a little fun news article that we can discuss i'll go first i've got my one ready to go here's the headline teen caught speeding at 106 miles per hour Needed bathroom after too many hot wings. I heard that. <laughs> this was a 16-year-old in Canada who blamed a bathroom emergency brought on by too many hot wings for his speedy driving, which resulted in him getting a ticket. So again, this is a 16-year-old Got in, a plan for that. In, Man- uh, in Manitoba, who uh, Canada, who is driving 106 miles per hour. He's driving a Camaro. Was pulled over. He said he had eaten too many hot wings and needed a bathroom, and the police department was not. Haven't it they still find him a total of six hundred and ninety euro i don 't know Canada money um, for speeding and being behind the wheel without a supervising driver because he was sixteen also uh. so I guess he probably only has permit or whatever the case may be but you know i've been there I think you've probably been there you're it you got to go when you got to go. And the way you're sitting in, the, in those those cars. You know, yeah. It's, it's, you're literally sitting in a car as if you were sitting on the toilet. So your body's like, it's time. It's time to do this thing. And you go, no, no, no. We got to get home 106 miles per hour. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've i never been there. I haven't driven that fast. I don't yeah. know if my Camry can handle that. <laughs> Probably blow up. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, hot wings are, are hot wings. Yeah. They can get to you. now. The question I want to know really from him is where he got them from, like what brand hot wings exactly, they are. Exactly, exactly. Um, that makes all the difference. And how many he had. Um, but at the same time, it's not a bad – I won't fault the attempt by him to get out of that ticket because yeah. that's a pretty good excuse. That's a creative excuse. Now, I want to know if he got out of the, the window. Ticket. No, he got, he got the ticket. Oh, he did? It was, uh, it was like 700 bucks or something. Not, not, not bucks, but Canada bucks. So Canada, it's like yeah, Canada, Canadian cans bucks. of maple syrup. So, um, <laughs> so no, he didn't get out of it. So the police were not amused. But I will say, pretty creative idea. Because when that cop comes up to your window and they, go, they always go, like, do you know how fast you were going? Or whatever, stuff yeah. like that. He probably was like, no, officer, my mind, I'm, 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 I can't even think about speed right now. I, I ate so many hot wings, and I got it. I, I got to go, man. Yeah. And that was that was what happened. To I me. had a friend once that you know, Triple Seven Road, I think right so. down right down the road behind the Regal. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he 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 was he was flying, flying. And, yeah, like literally flying. Yeah, and uh, I forgot what the speed limit was on that road. I believe the speed limit there is thirty five. But he was going, like, 55. Nice. And there's some cops, Loudoun County Sheriff. Some, sometimes they have nothing uh, to do. Loudoun County's finest. And, uh, yep, and uh, they were sitting there, and he was flying, and he lived, like, right on, right, on uh, 777 Road. Yeah. And, um, I, like, seeing this guy, like, you know, back in high school and stuff like that, yeah. I could see, I could picture him in my, in my head right now, and he is the type of guy that would say this. So he, <laughs> he literally got pulled over. And he's sitting there like antsy. And the guy's like, why are you fidgeting so much? Like, you know, yeah. you're, you're kind of freaking me out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, officer, I live literally like a second down the street, and I have to go number two so bad. He said other words. He's like, yeah. I got to go number two so bad. Wow. That I I, I might, I, it, it might be a bit sticky situation here. Like, <laughs> <legit>. literally. <yeah. laughs> and, and he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. He like kind of freaked out, and he let him go. Really? <laughs> Man, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's the way to go. So either if you uh, sit there and you're acting kind of crazy, then either you're going to get shot. Yeah, that's (laughs) the thing. Like You can't act too crazy. But uh, that's not a bad technique. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It didn't work for the kid in Canada, but it worked for your buddy on 777 Road. Yeah, 777 Road. Okay, so my news story, a little old here, but... the uh, title is "Florida Man Arrested with Cocaine-Stuffed Lunchables." Oh, nice! Um, not to be confused with the uh, the lunch adults. Yes. that some people buy common, um, common uh, purchase there. Yep. So you have to really, really search the internet for lunch adults because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know where you could find them in stores. But yeah. um, the, the the article goes: Go ahead and add this one to the Florida Man files. Two Florida men were arrested in Ohio in possession of $84,000 worth of cocaine, stowed Oof. safely inside a couple of Lunchable boxes. Wow. And I don't know which Lunchable they are. I mean, it could be the pizza. It could be the, yeah. the, the the ham and cheese. Um, but I don't know exactly which one it was. But, hey, if, if you, if you got to, you know, Get your high on. I guess go for it with some Lunchables. That's an interesting strategy, though, because a lunch, Lunchables box is just a cardboard box. Yeah. There's nothing like special about the packaging there. Nope. So they literally just took a, a, a cardboard box, I assume removed the food part. Yes, sir. Put the cocaine part in, and then we're like, this is just a Lunchable. It's like, no, <laughs> sir, Like that's not a Lunchable. Lunchables don't come Why like Why are you guys that? like four states away with a Lunchable? And it's also like... I, I just feel like there's so many better ways. Now I, I'm no cocaine trafficker, Me either, but I feel like there are so many better ways to traffic cocaine than just a clear. Because also lunch adults or lunchables <laughs> rather, lunchables have that cut open. It's an yeah. open. Container, so there's they, they nothing. See, the, see that brick? In there's there. nothing hiding it. There's literally, it's literally as if they wanted to be caught with the cocaine because they're like, let's let's figure out what box is the worst possible box to hide her cocaine. Uh, oh, I know, Lunchables, and they're like, well, here's where we'll and go. And I with guess that. that is the uh, the amount of cocaine you need. Just get two Lunchable boxes and wow. say, can get you enough for eighty four thousand. This is eighty four thousand <laughs> dollars plus two meals in a way for children. Um, cause yeah, they to have the, it's looking like the ham and cheese, uh, for okay. the picture. The ham and cheese is a classic. The it's stacker, the cracker stacker. I'm always the guy that gets the ham and cheese one and, yeah. uh, eats the crackers, but yeah. then has the ham and cheese and like stuffs it. Nothing know, wrong it with that. You can eat them separately. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then they always put the little mini candy bar, but the candy bar brand that, like, doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. It's like uh, they don't throw in, like, a Milky Way in there. They throw some, like, weird off-brand candy. They're like, here you go. They've go ever had with Andy's, Andy's <laughs> Mint or whatever it's called. No. It's like a chocolate mint thing. Like, Jen bought them one time. I'm not time, a mint fan. And she was, like, so ecstatic about it. And I was like, I don't understand. I don't like mint. mint. I don't like mint. Why would you? Why it's toothpaste. Pe- yeah, exactly. Gross, exactly. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. It's like, I, why do people want to go and no. say, I'm going to go get this mint ice cream? Let me like, go brush my teeth and then let me go eat. Mint. <laughs> exactly. Well, so let me go. Thing. Let me go brush my teeth. Keep it in my mouth and have a chocolate chip yeah, cookie. No, dough it's in my gross. Mouth. It's the dumbest thing in the world. No, mint ice cream is overrated as hell. Anything mint, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of. Like, pe- I, I would, peppermint patties. Yeah, I would rather not have this crest flavored ice no, cream. It's gross. Toothpaste is. Uh, that's the only time I want to taste mint. I know. Um, I, don't even want to, I don't even want to taste mint. I do like. Because the whole thing with the Lunchables was, if you got the pizza one, like, in theory, if you had access to a microwave, you could go warm it up. But most kids didn't have access Uh. to a microwave, so it was always going to be that, like, kind of, like, lukewarm, like, like, stale like cracker, flat thing. cracker thing and you take the marinara <laughs> sauce you gotta be you felt like kind of like you're a pizza maker like kind of <laughs> felt like an authentic Italian this is how it goes and what you do is you take the marinara thing or whatever you take off the top you squirt something then you use the top of it to kind of spread it around yep. a little yep. bit yep. you gotta make sure to spread it evenly classic e- 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 pizza pie and then you take the cheese and you, you gotta do the little sprinkle you can't just like oh, yeah. you can't just chuck that sucker on there you gotta yeah. sprinkle it around even it out and you look at your work you're like this is like a real like in in, in uh in italy they would be so impressed by my craftsmanship right now (laughs) some of them came with the pepperonis too you throw some Uh, yeah the pepperonis i never put on the pizza i just throw them in the mouth yeah because they were they were huge they were gonna cover up the whole thing um so what would be one thing that you actually uh create uh for a lunchable like what would be one thing that you would throw in a lunchable like think about it right now what is one meal that you would put together in a lunchable or a lunch adult Whichever yeah, one I want you That's a good want question. Choose? That's a good now you're question. Because I'm trying to think of some of my favorite foods, um, and most of them are already covered by lunchable: <laughs> pizza, crackers. Let's think about this. Think about maybe. It, think about. Uh, do they have a peanut butter jelly one? I don't think so because they're probably worried about killing kids because ah, allergies and yeah, stuff. Stupid. Um, now there was like a. Um, I feel like there was, like, a chicken nugget type one. Yeah. Um, but that one's tough, too, because, like, you got to warm those suckers up. Like, you can't have a cold nugget. That's disgusting. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, the pizza... It's got to be something that's served cold. So what's a meal that could be served cold? That's that's the biggest thing. Like, Yeah, that's the thing. It, I mean, again, you could maybe do, like, a few deli meat options that aren't the crackers, but you could do, like, mini sliders. Burgers won't work because you're going to die because it's going to be not... <laughs> you can't have the meat be cold like that. Um yeah, that's tough. I think they might have already cornered the market. Yeah. Because, like, what else? The only other things you eat cold are, like, sandwiches. I mean, sandwiches are cold. And then maybe uh, you could, now, you could mix in maybe some sort of noodle-type thing. Noodles? Like a like a spaghetti one where okay. it's... Spaghetti cold is pretty good. Yeah, spaghetti cold is not terrible. And you won't die if you eat it. Yeah. So maybe you work in some cold noodles, some sauce, and then, like, a little grated Parmesan that you can sprinkle on okay. there. Okay. And then make yourself. What about what about cold meatballs? Cold cold meatballs? I don't know. I feel like that's hit or miss as well. Yeah. I feel like maybe 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 you know have that for the lunch adults, not the yeah not the lunch yeah. Of no, no, you're right. But I think it's tough because then they started making the crazier ones where it was like nachos. There was nacho one. Remember yeah. the nacho one yeah. was pretty good. Um, yeah, that was damn. good. I'd, I'd eat that. <laughs> I, again, I've I've always thought about like if I really want to go on a diet, I could just buy Lunchables and have those for lunch every day because like those are meant for kids, so like they're portioned as such. True, true. And like I'd even get a little candy at the end. And then what about what about? Okay, so what about drink then? Well, that's the thing. They always came with like a Capri Sun, Capri Sun yeah, which are very sugary. That's the problem. Yeah. Sometimes they have the little mini Kool Aid in there too, which is also very sugary. <laughs> so I would yeah. I maybe would have to throw out that part. What I was guess, that? Out. What was that drink that was like? It was so. Clear, you could see through it, and I forgot exactly what it was. It, was, it might have been a Kool-Aid thing. Kool-Aid we're, jammers, maybe? No, no it, was like, it, it, it was like a twist off top. It was like a twist-off top, but it was like a, a kind of like a winged thing. Yeah, yeah. those was a Kool-Aid. It was like Kool-Aid jammers, I thought. Yeah, like something like yeah. that. No, those were damn good. What about... Okay, well then what about the sweet that's inside of it? Yeah, so... I like I like I think some of the sometimes it would come with a little Oreo yeah um, like a two a Oreo sometimes yeah. it came with a little mini candy a bar. Two-Z. I like uh, I like that approach. I like the candy action. If they put a Reese's cup in there, it'd be over. Yeah, I'd love that. I'd eat just that. I'd stack the ham and cheese on the Reese's cup and throw that whole thing yeah. in the Oh out. wow! <laughs> yeah, no, it's I think those were great ideas. I don't know if kids still eat those, but like those are great. Well, they're still around. I mean, yeah, they're still they're still surviving. I met I guess. a guy the other day. That said, that he is the type of guy that would rather uh, take off the Oreo, or excuse me, uh, open the Oreo up and then scoop off the icing and just eat the crackers. And I said, "Dude, you're just that's a psycho. You're you're the the farthest person on the planet uh, than." In this situation, yeah, like you, that's you, a psychopath. You, like man. I don't even know how to, how to put it. Like you, you just cannot do that because you're not. Like you yeah, see, you're you're literally a serial killer. Yeah, and I'm on this high of watching these uh Hanson versus Predator. You ever seen those things? Uh, no. It's Chris Hanson. He does like kind of this thing. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, I know kind of the general. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, and he, uh he kind of he he finds these child predators yeah. like that. So it's kind of like. You know, it, it would be like those type of people would do yeah. that kind of thing, where you get the icing off the Oreo before you. By eat the way, here is your Lunchables uh, products here. So, there is ah, thank God, pizza kebabables or something, where it's like, like, like looks like it's like pepperoni and cheese, like kebab type things. I don't remember those, but mini hot dogs. I am remembering the mini hot dogs for sure. They yeah. came in like little mini buns, little hot dogs, chicken dunks. Those are your chicken tenders. Those come with nerds and a Capri Sun. You got your pizza comes with a little crunch bar. You've got your ham and American cracker stackers, your nachos, cheese dip, and salsa. Your, uh, remember, now this one is, I don't know if you remember this, but there was the pizza and treats. Yeah, it comes with the pizza, and then you have the one with the little chocolate sauce and the M&M's, and I remember that. That was damn good. Um, And then they started making those uh, Lunchables Uploaded, where it was like crazy. It was like deep dish pizza and like... They had a freaking uh, ham and cheese sub and, like, all this different stuff. So Though That was when you got a little bit older. Lunch- they have Lunchables snacks, too. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah Cook- looks cookie good. dunks. I, do, I I dunk some cookies. Dirt sure. cake. I'm not a big gummy worm guy. Sambores dipper. Duos ham and cheddar. But yeah, this is probably the best selections av- available. Now, I, I guess you can buy Lunchables without a drink, so that's kind of what yeah. would be more in our alley. Is because uh, we don't want the sugar. Yeah. But we'll eat the pizza with pepperoni, chicken dungs. I mean, again, I may just buy a uh, bunch of lunchables and just start having those for lunch and then feel nostalgic and well, that's like the a thing child. Is, there's, there's so much in there like yeah. a, that's, that's like so it's like peace got all the food so it's like you can you just you can just yeah. <laughs> you, you can just, just check a cracker in there and then like be like okay yeah. cool you know i yeah. like I like then you can just keep eating like yeah. one by one so you feel more full like you're eating more which you're really not exactly i like it i like the idea maybe we we'll, Hey what about you like you like a Dunkaroo? yeah yeah i've messed around uh, with some dunk my day so Again, out there, we are, uh, you know, fiddling with the fact of having a new podcast possibly as mainly to deal with snacks. So if you really feel like, you know, having us do that podcast now, we're talking about eating snacks and drinking and uh, basically just doing anything that deals with, Eating sugary snacks or just any type of snack in general, uh, then let us know because yeah. this this is a podcast I'm I'm shooting for. Ben doesn't have a lot of time on his hands <laughs> lately, so I'm trying to get this uh, podcast uh, you know good to go. It's so a we'll see crossover. Yeah, that's we'll around six. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes because obviously you know this is probably our uh, our clip of the week about Lunchables. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> but uh, we go. but overall it's definitely something that we're venturing into and we're trying to see if it's going to work out. Yeah, we'll figure it out, but. Yeah, that's uh, that's lunch lunchables. <laughs> that's lunchables. We pine pony express there, folks, folks. So, uh, anyways, that's the DC crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Again, check us out at the DC crossover. Contact Ben on there at Surround Sixteen for me on Twitter, and also check out DC crossover podcast on Facebook. Uh, definitely check out again, like I said, all of our uh, podcasting apps out there that that have this podcast on there. Uh, you can search that, and also uh, you can set, check out our Clips of the Week. Obviously, it's our second week for the Clip of the Week, uh, which you will hear more so about Lunch Adults and Lunchables and all the kind of lunch things you can think of, uh, <laughs> but we will definitely have more on the Wizards next week and more on some other teams as well uh, this uh, coming week, obviously, because sure. we have the draft coming up, but again, that's the DC Crossover, Episode 33. Ben, any of the last thoughts, sir? No. Go Raptors, Game 5 tonight. Rooting for the Raps, but at the same time, wouldn't mind if the game win a couple extra games. Also, RIP the Starters, the show on NBA TV. They were officially canceled after six seasons on NBA TV. If you have never checked out the Starters, they've got podcasts and YouTube videos, and it was a very unique and interesting show. None of those guys were NBA players or anything like that, but they were four guys that really put on a fantastic show and a different look at the NBA, and uh, it was was a lot of fun. So it sucks to see them being canceled on NBA TV because it feels like... Places like NBA TV and TNT and those uh, no good shows anymore. Besides, you know the only good one they have is Chuck and Ernie and Kenny yeah. and, and and Shaq. I mean, and that's it. They, uh, hopefully, these TV stations provide some more unique voices for guys that, uh, out there and for the fans. So sucks to see that. Big big props to Big Poppy. And besides that, man, another week in the books. We got NBA draft next week. Well, sorry if my. Uh my voice has been all over the place. I'm kind of watching Iron Man three in the background. Oh, Okay, that's fine. It's a good movie. That's one of the. That's a, that's a good one. That's oh a good man, one. yeah. Because this weekend I actually watched uh, Captain America Winter Soldier yep. and Captain America well. Bucky. Civil War. Yeah, yep. big Bucky. Um, oh, so I've been watching all those this weekend. So I don't know nice. why I, I was waiting for the the Nats game, which started five minutes ago, to come on. So I had yep. Iron Man three. So I lost track of my thoughts. No, most, what's wrong of with most of that man. Of episode. That's a good movie. But anyways, again, mm. episode thirty three, DC crossover. Definitely check out all of our stuff on all the social media. outlets. As I mentioned before, and happy Father's Day week, everybody. We will be back this coming week, possibly on Monday, so definitely check out that with Rashad Mobley on the phone line talking about the Wizards draft coming up right here on the DC Crosser. Take care, everybody. Happy Father's Day weekend.